Welcome to Season 3, Episode 9 of Father and Dad, where we give you a candid, inside look at the shared journey of a seminarian on his path to fatherhood and his dad. I'm Dad, P.J. Carraher. And I'm Father, God willing, Stephen Carraher, his son. Yes. Yes, well, things are moving along here, Stephen. We're at uh, your getting near the end of your third year of 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 seminary and uh, yeah it's crazy to think it's it's kind of just flown by this this past semester this whole year it's just yeah everything's just flying by i have to tell you um i've been you you know i run into people at, at the st tom's all the time and um, yeah it was just our first fish fry it's last friday since it was first friday and right we're in lent now we we're in lent it. yes and um people were asking me there's still some people know what's going on how it's you know your, your year of diaconate before the, yeah. the year of priesthood but mm-hmm. uh um and i actually i had one comment it was from mrs pecorick because i had talked to her i remember talking to her at the start of your discernment and now she's like wow it's just flown by and mm-hmm. she's like wow it's 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 really happening and it it's that's funny. The way you feel is the way I think everybody is feeling too. And it's been, uh, it's been a process. And we're at actually, a, as you and I were talking just a couple minutes ago, we're, you're at a critical part in that process. And and it'd be nice for you to kind of uh, peel that back for us a little bit because it's more than just okay. Uh, here's a year where I'm a deacon and then then I'm a priest. There's a lot more. Uh, that goes into it than that, and I'd I'd love it if you could share that with us. Um, uh, what's um, in a sense going on behind the scenes? Is that the right way to say it, or, or what's yeah, all? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, yeah, I, and I can't I can't blame anybody who's wondering what the heck happens, you know, in, yeah. in seminary, especially during these last years, because. You know, we all have in our mind, especially, you know, when I was young, you know, it's just kind of like priests just kind of fall out of the sky. But you know, the truth <laughs> is that, you know, priests are priests are real people. You know, our Lord, um, you know, in his infinite wisdom, you know, desired that, you know, the sacraments, the, the way that he communicates his grace to his people, especially through the sacraments, is through priests who are who are men, you know, just mm-hmm. like us. You know, it's not like we have, you know, angels who are, you know, ministering among us. You know, yeah. we have we have the the ability and the grace to be like, like, like actual people being able to distribute these supernatural gifts, yeah. which is just an ab- absolutely mind boggling. This is beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm getting on a little tangent no. for the letter to the well, Hebrews. Actually, this is kind of, that, it's on my, it's on my mind right now. The letter to the Hebrews, you know, that actually gives a little color to, in the sense you've been mentioning over the last couple months, how you and Zach, cause you're both in the same year, Zach like, um, mm-hmm. how you guys were a little bit anticipatory about this next step toward the diaconate and and it didn't register to me until well i mean it's been slowly registering but until you started peeling back just how big a step this is right Mm -hmm. now with the diaconate and how and that's i think that's cuts to why you're expressing what you just expressed is like this is a big step towards that and i I think it'd be nice for us to uh, it would be um uh, beneficial for us to, for you to go into just what is that what's involved in the, this prep for the diaconate what are the steps that you're going through uh and and how does that tie into being so important and that's why it's so 
uh, uh, connected for you. And it's starting to starting to ring a little more clear for me. The I don't know if the excitement, but the energy that you've had behind this over the last couple of months when you've been talking about, hey, I had, well, I, uh, without giving things away, why don't you talk about what's, what you've gone through and how the, these steps, because you've been mentioning to, to, to mom and me, okay, I've got to do this and I'm going to have yep. to, I'm going to get, uh, I don't know if it's called orders or whatever. And mm, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And you have to, you know, write your letter and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's quite a quite a process. So let's let's talk about that process a little bit because the I'll I'll start with the end in mind. What what I saw is is like, yeah, this is a this is not just a put in your time, uh, punch the clock. This is a. Uh, uh, a full out process going through making it real, making it happen. And it'd be nice for you mm-hmm. to kind of peel back the covers for us on that and show us, tell us some of the things. So d- let's talk about that. Let's just start with um, so you go for diaconate, you're going through a whole evaluation process. And, That's right, yeah. Um, and it's in, in, you're in an interesting situation in that. Your seminary is not within the diocese where you're at too, so there's some of that. We're gonna I, just putting a pin in that for you to come back and talk about the interplay between those two things. So let's talk about uh, um, the evaluations. And I know that you said this is the third evaluation in a series of three. You had it like theology one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so let's talk let's talk about the first two. I know you said there was one in theology one and one at the start of theology. Yeah, so, sure, yeah. sure, sure. So just to kind of recontextualize ourselves. So I'm talking about the last the very last four years of seminary, which is when a seminarian is going through what's called like the theology portion of his his mm-hmm. time in seminary. So it's a time where he's um, as the title would suggest, he's learning most of his theology. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing scripture, we're doing, you know, church fathers, church documents, we're doing we're doing we're doing the whole suite. We're doing mm-hmm. the whole suite. Um, and uh, different seminaries do different things in terms of evaluations for diaconate. Diaconate is a very important step. Well, I want to get to that f- here first. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a very important step because, you know, a, a lot of people think that, you know, priesthood's kind of like, that's kind of like the big step because that's the thing. You know, you, go, you don't go to seminary to become a deacon. You know, you go, yeah. you go to seminary to become a priest, yeah. um, especially, you know, young men who are, you know, maybe coming like right out of high school, coming out of college, coming out of the workforce a little bit. Most of the guys that you find in seminary are pursuing the priesthood. So why is this diaconate like so important? It's so important because it's like the it, it's the first time that a man is is stepping into orders. It's the first sacrament of holy orders, um, the first kind of level of the sacrament uh, level of the sacrament of holy orders, and it's very important because uh, the young man. Uh, makes uh, some very important vows or very, or very important promises. Um, and the first promise is, you know, promise to obedience to the bishop. So there's a certain sense of like signing your life away to the bishop, you know, uh, pledging your, your obedience, pledging your fidelity to the bishop of your diocese and his, success, his successors so that, you know, what he wants you to do, you say, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm putting my life in your hands. I'm putting my life in, at the service of the diocese. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a huge step. That's a huge step. Yeah. And secondly, it's at the diaconate um, that uh, that a man makes a promise to uh, live a life of celibacy. So it's that it's at that time where uh, you know uh, the man who steps forward for order says, you know, I've done some very clear discernment mm-hmm. on um, you know whether or not the Lord is calling me to live this. Uh, life of celibate chastity, 
and through prayer, through spiritual direction, through, you know, deep, yeah, deep prayer, deep conversation, deep examination, um, and also experience, lived experience. You know, at this point in a seminarian's formation, he's been a seminarian for, you know, at least five years. I've been a seminarian for five years at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, some seminarians, if they came right out of high school, they've been in seminary for seven years. Yeah. You know, some guys have different winding paths. I know one of one of my friends here at seminary has been um, in and out of seminary formation for about 12 years. So yeah. he's, <laughs> you know, we've spent a long time thinking about these questions. Yeah. And now this is like the the concrete moment where we make our promise to live celibacy, celibate chastity for the rest of our life. This is the moment where we promise for the rest of our life to live obedience to the bishop. Um, So it's a very important step. And in order to, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, both that I, you know, the young man is ready to enter into orders, uh, but also making sure that the church, you know, actually wants this young man to enter into orders because it's it's discernment is not just one way. It's not just me. It's not just me and God thinking like, oh, are you just calling me to be a priest? That's an important piece of it. But it's not just it's not just me thinking about, you know, whether or not I want to be a priest. Um, it's also the semi- the, the seminary. It's also the, the the diocese. It's also the bishop who are doing discernment on on part on the part of the church. You know, thinking, you know, is this a man who we want to serve? Right. Uh, for us, you know, yeah, that's a um, big, that's a that's a, a big part right here. That, that is a huge part. Yeah. It's a really huge part. Yeah, you normally so, don't think of, you don't think about that that side of the equation. You normally think no, you know, not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. And especially as a young man thinking about the priesthood, you're usually thinking about you know because usually how vocation stories start, you know, yeah, it's just like a little you know a little seed that the Lord plants in our hearts. You know, maybe like. Um, you know, sensing, you know, having a, a sense of piety during mass and thinking like, oh man, I'd really love to do that. Or maybe you had a really good experience in confession or, or maybe yeah. we're thinking about, oh man, wouldn't it be very beautiful to listen to confessions, to hear confessions, or maybe like just hearing a story of, you know, of saintly priests. Like I know that was really important for me, like hearing the story of St. Maximilian Colby and thinking like, wow, I would love to love like that. Usually, Cause usually, it, you know, the interior call at least nowadays is, is, is what motivates a lot of men to enter seminary. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, it's just really important to, you know, consider that it's, it's not just a personal thing. It's also the church is doing discernment along with you. Right. Um, so in order to, you know, kind of give a little bit more practicality of, you know, how that looks in a, in the seminary setting this is at least this is what sacred heart does. Different seminaries will do different things for their evaluation process, but more or less there's, it's going to be a similar process for different seminaries, um, for, for sacred heart. Throughout our time in theology, we have three different times where we go through evaluations. And this evaluation is is kind of like a, a meeting where we, we dress in a suit and we sit down with uh, like all the head honchos in the seminary. We sit down with our seminary rector, who's basically like our president, our vice rector, the vice president. Uh, we sit down with like all, like our formator, you know, some uh, wow. house director. Wait, all, and, at, all at once or at separate All at time? once. Yeah, we all, oh, we, and wow. it's a really, it's a 15 minute meeting and it's basically just a time where we just kind of all get on the same page. Wow. We talk about things like, you know, how are you doing, yeah. uh, you know, discerning a life of celibate chastity. You know, how are you doing um, in terms of your academics, your human formation, your spiritual formation? How are you doing in your pastoral formation? You know, how are you doing in your sense of your calling to the priesthood? Do you you feel like, you know, are you receiving peace from this? Is there something that you need to pray into? Uh, There's a lot of different things that can be brought up in those meetings. And there's a lot of, um, yeah, just different aspects that, you know, a young man, you know, like myself need to, you know, needs to look at as we're going through seminary. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that, that kind of occurs like three times throughout your time in formation. Okay. In in the theo- in theology, 
Um, and so I just went through the very last evaluation, which is a very key and critical evaluation, like you mentioned, because it's the evaluation right before the seminary gives me the thumbs up to petition for uh, diaconate. Right. And, so what does and, that and mean? And the interesting, yeah. and you pick up in a sec, but the interesting thing for me, too, is that you're not going to do this next year. This is they're doing it now. Before, yeah. Before, mm-hmm. And that just goes to underscore the importance of the diaconate. But go, oh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So basically, it's it's kind of like at that evaluation, that deacon evaluation, where they'll, you know, either give you the thumbs up and say, hey, you know, we recognize that, uh, you know, you're a man of virtue, virtue that you've, you know, lived the life of the seminary well, that you mm-hmm. have, you know, um, you know, maybe not had like a perfect experience. You know, we all are. It's it's really messy. You know, mm-hmm. we, have, we all have a messy process. But uh, you know, seeing, you know, the trend of growth, seeing, um, you know, yeah, just seeing that you have, um, uh, like established virtue mm-hmm. in key critical areas and sensing that, you know, you're still finding peace in your call to the priesthood. Um, you know, you seem like you would be somebody who would be able to, you know, give his life in service to the church. And it's kind of in that, in that, evaluation meeting where they'll, they'll give you a yes or a no answer and whether or not the seminary recommends you. Um, and then once the seminary recommends you, yeah. uh, that goes to the, that, 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 that kind of word goes back to the bishop. So at the end of the day, the seminary, uh, is in charge of, you know, forming me as a seminarian, right. but at the end of the day, it's the bishop who's ordaining me. Right. So the bishop right. wants to make, you know, absolutely sure that, you know, this is a man who he wants for his diocese right. and he trusts the seminary process, you know, very much so. Um, let me, but let, there's, let me interject. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to interject yeah, here too with, cause I know with Bishop McClory, it's not like he's shipped all of you men out to seminary and, and, it's not going to see you until this oh, time. Oh, no, no, no. I know, yeah. I know for a fact that, and, and inside joke, I know he goes, takes you guys out to coffee, but that's between you and me. But I know <laughs> that he's visiting you guys. Uh, he's coming and he stays in touch with you. It's not, it's not as if he's um, just, like, shipped you off there and said, okay, uh, uh, seminary, you guys take care of him. Let me know when you're done. So I know that this is um, a process he's been involved in all the way through. I just wanted to throw that flavor in because you're going to talk about petitioning to him for, you know, you're going to talk about the next step, but it's not like it's out of the blue is my point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's not, yeah, it's not like he's not involved with our formation at all. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like it's the first, the first time he's hearing about us is when the seminary tells us, Hey, there's a young man who's thinking about, you know, uh, you know, being a priest for your diocese. Yeah. No, he's definitely, he's definitely involved with that whole process. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, you know, it's the bishop who's ordaining. So he wants to make sure that, you know, he's comfortable with ordaining this man, that he knows this man. Um, and that he's ready to have him as, you know, as a deacon, because, you know, as a deacon, as I said, you're making some serious promises of, of living, you know, a life in obedience to the bishop, you know, and living a life of celibate chastity. Um, so it's a huge, you know, it's a really huge step, really, really huge step. So basically what it looks like is after, after I've been, after I was approved for, after this evaluation, which I was, mm-hmm. thank God, it was beautiful. Um, I, uh, got a chance to, the seminary gave me, uh, basically like a sheet of paper and a little template and says, said, you know, now it's time for you to write your petition to holy orders. So basically it's like a, a handwritten letter to mm-hmm. my bishop. So it's like, you know, Bishop McClory, you know, your excellency. And more or less the content of that letter is, you know, um, 
I'm and I'm petitioning formally to uh, to be accepted into the Sacred Order of, De- of Deacon. You know, I recognize uh, all the responsibilities that I'm taking on. You know, I recognize especially the responsibility to obedience, the responsibility to, to celibacy. Um, and you know, through my time in seminary, I've done diligent discernment with my spiritual director. You know, through the seminary and through you know prayer, mm-hmm. and um, I'm I'm ready to make that next step. So that I wrote that letter. That letter I think is either in the mail or it's on his desk. And yeah. pretty much at the you know the next point is um, get a, getting a chance to you know have a one on one meeting with Bishop McClory, which is called the scrutiny, ah. um, where we just kind of talk you know just kind of talk through. Um, Everything. I don't know exactly what that content of that meeting is going to be, but it's just kind of that chance for you know, like you said, the bishop to yeah. um, you know get involved with that with that process. And I'll, I'll tell you what's going through my mind right now is I've been to some ordination masses, mm-hmm. and you know, at the mass uh, you'll lie on the, the 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 people to be ordained will lie on the altar, and then also the the bishop will say, have you reviewed these people and do do all the formal things? But really, this is the reality behind that formality. Yeah, that's right. It's not just you're you're showing up and saying, yeah, I reviewed him. He's fine. Or yeah, or yeah, I promise. Yeah, it's not just it's not just merely a ceremony. You know, there's there's definitely a lot of, you know, reality that is backed behind, you know. So that's what. So in my mind, that's what this is. This is the reality behind the ceremony. Pretty much. Yeah, I'd say so. That's that's a pretty good way of expressing it. Yeah. 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 So go on. I'm sorry, but I just had to interject because that's what's been going through my mind with everything you've been you've been laying out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So basically, you know, after that scrutiny, um, uh, something else that's that's very important is is right before you you um, uh, enter orders, you know, and you right before you you kind of because there's three steps in in holy orders. There's there's the diaconate. Uh, there's the priesthood and then there's the episcopate or bishop. Mm -hmm. So each of those are like a different degree of holy orders. Mm -hmm. And before a man receives a different degree of holy orders, uh, canon law states that he is to take a five day retreat, which Mm is, it's uh, affectionately titled a canonical retreat uh, because canon law Mm -hmm. commands it. Um, So in, in, you know, in conjunction with going through all the seminary stuff, you know, going through the Mm -hmm. review, going through the petition, going through the scrutiny, um, you know, there's also a chance for me to take a, a five a five day retreat, which actually I'm about to take next week. I'm uh, for my spring break. I'm going to be spending yeah. over at Mundelein, um doing a doing a five day silent retreat with right. a spiritual director, which I am quite excited for. It's right. been a while since I've had a, a silent retreat, and it's going to be beautiful to be back at Mundelein. Yeah, um, and then the spiritual yeah. director is this someone you already know, or is this someone we'll, you'll meet? Uh, this is somebody who I don't know, but it's a Franciscan over at Marytown, which is just a, just yeah. an absolutely beautiful place. I, yeah. It's if you if you've never been to Marytown, you must over at Mundelein. It's just an absolutely beautiful thing. It's got a, it's got a, just one of the hugest monstrances that I've yeah. ever seen with the Blessed yeah. Sacrament. It's not, I don't think it's 24 hour adoration, but it's, it's yeah. quite a lot of adoration time. And it's yeah. the, it's the National Shrine of St. Maximilian Colby too, which is. Oh, I didn't uh, know that part. Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause that, which that, is just really beautiful. Yeah. And they have, they do have that museum there too. For, yeah. Yeah. They have some, um, yeah, probably some third class class relics, relics of yeah. uh, Saint Maximilian Kolbe, and uh, yeah, it's just a really beautiful, just a spiritually moving place. And and there's you you walk in that church, that chapel, yeah. and there's just people in there all the time. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, so it's, it's, I cannot wait. I'm just really excited to do that. Okay. Um, additionally, another thing that you do, um, kind of right before you, um, go on to, to holy orders is you take what's called an oath of fidelity, mm-hmm. which is kind of, um, a public declaration that you believe what the church believes and you're going to teach what the church teaches. Um, so we just actually had that last week. Um, we had a chance. We all dressed up in suits with our clerics on and we all stood in front of the altar right after mass. And we were given a, you know, we were given a folder with a couple of pieces of paper and we, you know, together we recited, it's basically the creed and yeah. there's a couple more lines added afterwards. Um, talking about magisterial documents and magisterial, um, you know, tradition and everything. Um, and basically, you know, we profess it and then we go in the back, we sign the, we sign those, uh, those letters and they get, you know, they get distributed to where they need to go to. But, Uh, um, but yeah, it's just another step too. It's just, you know, these little, you know, concrete steps where I find them very beautiful. It's a nice, beautiful time to check in with the Lord and say like, Hey, you know, this is it. Things yeah. are things oh, are getting great. real, which that's is kind of crazy to think because, you know, it, <laughs> I know it's here. I, it's coming. at the it's very beginning. Real. You know, it's like, oh, man, this is going to be six years is going to take forever. And I, every single priest who I talked to has said these six years are going to fly by so fast. <laughs> and boy, have they f- just flown by. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, one one last thing before we wrap. And it's it's not it's not huge, but it's, it was one thing you had mentioned to me beforehand. You said that after now that you've reached this stage where you're doing the prep for diaconate uh, and they're doing the evaluation, that also at seminary, do priests they I guess it, they feel off they offer you advice I guess or, it's, or does that happen all the time or is this like a special time oh, for them? Oh yeah, to pull priests you aside? offer advice all the time. Oh yeah, don't worry about that. It's oh, not so just this is at the very end, I thought it was something extraordinary. This is, there's, there's a there's a certain like especially when you know once you get past the final evaluation. You know, it's kind of like a time for, you know, the formators to get on the soapbox and like really, you know, hammer home some things that they've learned in their priesthood, which is just yeah. beautiful. It's wonderful for us because, you know, yeah. we haven't I mean, I haven't I'm, I'm not a priest yet. I don't really know yeah. exactly, you know, what I'm getting myself into, you know, I, you know, I do in a certain respect. But, you know, there's something different between like thinking about it and, and kind of living it on the outside and then actually living it as a priest. Uh, so it's, it's just kind of nice to hear what, you know, what advice they have to give. Um, you know, advice to, you know, continue to keep the fire burning in prayer, you know, just not giving up that holy hour, not giving up that time of intimacy with the Lord. Um, you know, making sure that you keep your mind sharp, you know, making sure that you, you know, find some books for, for, Mm -hmm. you know, to continue to feed your mind, to Mm -hmm. continue to keep that intellectual, Mm -hmm. you know, edge going. So you have something to give to your people, you know, so just kind of like, you know, we starting to hear a lot more of those speeches as, you know, as we prepare to enter into orders, you know, this very sacred, this very holy time, this very holy place that we're entering um it's just good to you know it's good we appreciate it we appreciate hearing you know the advice of you know these priests who've you know lived the priesthood well so very good very good okay anything else uh, before we wrap Stephen? well i think that's just kind of a yeah. good little overview of you know all the you know it's kind of an interesting episode because you, you you always kind of wonder what the nitty-gritty details yeah. are once you're once you kind of get to the finish line you know yeah um so yeah it's just a blessing to be able to experience that and a blessing to be able to share it yeah and thank you for sharing it, it just for me personally in that i'm getting a little more flavor of the because like i said you've been sharing that excitement about or, and a little bit of nervousness actually because you were truth be told I'm telling you, you were a little nervous going into this because this has been oh, on your I mind. Know, yeah. It's oh been, yeah, <laughs> and so now I, I thank you for sharing that because now I got a little more flavor. It's like okay, so this is why you were feeling that way. So this is great. 
This is great. All right. Well, thank you, Stephen. And um, thank you, listeners. Um, as we've always said, there's no charge for father and dad, but we do ask for one form of payment. If you've liked what you've heard, please tell two friends. Thank you. Mm-hmm.